Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comics Evolve, where we discuss all things around comics, media, culture, with your hosts, Andy, Jarian, and Alex. Welcome to Comics Evolve with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. How are we, guys? We're back for another week. We've got Secret Invasion. I've dubbed my background green. So that this is this is the green for scrolls. If you can see in the background, I've gone with the green lighting for for the scrolls. Um, cool. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, Alex, how are you? Good, good. Haven't haven't bought anything this week. Haven't read anything new, unfortunately. Uh, you know, just watch Secret Invasion. So. Fair enough. I've got something for you though. Have you seen Funko's Bitty Pops? The tiny ones, the little yeah. little tiny ones. The little little yeah. tiny ones. Yeah. I've seen those. Um, I'm. I would be so afraid to buy those because I know I'm going to lose them somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's. And not only that, but I had one of the little like Funko keychains too, mm -hmm. and I had it on my keys, and it was like of Iron Man, and the arms fell off of it, and everything oh. like that. So like, I was just like, okay, like, and they apparently like popped in, and I thought that was kind of weird for Funko to do that, like on a keychain of all things, you know? Yeah, because they're going to be bustling around in a bag, aren't they? And yeah, yeah. Um, the Bitty Pops are hilarious. They're tiny. They they must be maybe a centimeter just over and they come in a little box and the box is printed up like it's a hard box but it's printed up like a like a box like a funko box and you can pull the the sort of box off of the pop and the pops just then free in it but then they go into like a little um four case you know stand that stack all on top of each other and they are really really small they are tiny but it's, they're hilarious they're all printed up and they've got the numbers on them they're literally just a, a miniature version of a pop that's crazy they, I mean, they are quite cool i mean are they expensive like um so so uh paul from geek garage uh paul edwards he's selling them for uh 12.99 so pounds 12 pounds 99 pence uh for and you get a pack of four in there okay so that's you get bad. Yeah, so you get three that you can see, and then you get a mystery one. Oh, they're kind of doing it like those Lego minifigures. Where yeah. You kind of get like a mystery kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So you've got, um, I think Paul at the moment has got uh, Disney ones. He's got Harry Potter ones, and he's got Star Wars ones. Oh, and he's got DC ones. Apparently Marvel were next month. And he said that's really strange because usually Marvel were like first up for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so that yeah, bitty pops—they're hilarious. They're really funny, and uh, and they'd save a lot of. I wish somebody told me that before I started collecting. <laughs> save so much space. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Never mind, Jarin. How are you? Doing good. I'm officially on a break, so I'm off this all cup upcoming week. Uh, I got family coming in town, so we're going through and getting everything at the house ready, and then plus the holiday on Tuesday. So made sure we did all of our shopping today for what we're going to cook up. So. But yeah, doing well. Uh, happy to to be on with you guys. Nice break from all the chores today. So <laughs> it, is, it is one of those things that I love coming. I love coming on here and talking about geek stuff. It's great. Um, it's it's a proper uh, release at the end of the week. You know, just to sort of just a nice way to start off the next week as well. Um, we've just finished watching Extraction Two, so this is Chris Hemsworth's Netflix sequel to his extraction one where he allegedly died in the first one yeah that's right um and uh there's there's uh idris elba turns up as well so you've nice. got like uh, you've got that little marvel connection there um uh, uh, heimdall and thor but i'll tell you what 
really great action in it. I mean, the story is so-so. You know, it's it's fairly predictable. Um, but you're not watching it for the story. You're watching it for the action sequences. And um, the, I must say, they do them very, very well. And they're doing a lot of these one-take, one-shot action sequences. Um, so really incredible as well how they're actually doing them. I mean, there's one... There's one that lasts for about 12 minutes, which is an incredibly long time for one take. Mm -hmm. And the camera goes from what looks like running alongside him and some other people in a bit of action, a gunfight scene or, a, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat scene, then into a car. Then the car drives off. Then the camera's in the car, turning around in the car, looking at the people in the back. Then it goes out the window again. Then it flies out as though it's a drone. Then it sort of pans around. Then it goes back into the car again, like through the through his window. And mm -hmm. then it's in the car again. Then it comes out of the car again. Then it's walking. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, I was, I wouldn't go as far to say I was blown away, but I was very close. I was like, just confused. I was like, how did they do this? This is incredible. Really, really well done. And really exciting. Felt like, I'll tell you what it felt like. I was a big Time Crisis fan as a kid. Yeah, played a lot of Time Crisis. Used to hide behind my chairs in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> jumping up, shooting. It felt like it felt like time crisis. That's what it felt like. It was really, really good. I've got to admit, I was, I was, I was impressed. I, I like the first one, and it's on my list to watch the the second one. So look, looking forward to seeing that. I might get that in this week. Yeah. I've never seen either of those movies, so it's look. You, it's you're watching it for the action. Mm. It's as similar as that. The stories, the stories are like I say, they're they're quite predictable, and and the acting is the acting, but the, the, you cannot take it away from the action. It is very, very good. Um, and Joe Russo actually wrote the second one. I'm not sure if, if oh, I'm not sure if either of the Russo has anything to do with the first one, but Joe Russo wrote the second one. Okay, but huh. worth a watch for the for the for the action sequences on their own because they are very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And quite awesome. creative, quite creative as well, actually. You know, along the along the same lines as uh, as Raid, that kind of creativeness. Hmm. But yeah, it's very good. Um, however, we're here to talk about Secret Invasion episode two, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I'll tell Let's... you what. In preparation for this week's episode, I watched Captain Marvel again, and now I have questions. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions, especially on, what are they? So we know that Fury was used scrolls in home, or I'm sorry, far from home. I think he used them more than that. Mm -hmm. Because if we're getting right into the episode, the very beginning, that flashback, you know, around 1990, what, seven? Five, was, or five seven, or seven, yeah. something like that. The first yeah. was five, then I think it jumped to seven. So this yeah. is post Captain Marvel. And basically, he's telling them, You work for us, I'll find you a home. So what all kind of work have they done, you know, for him? And how many times has Talos stepped in or possibly someone else stepped in for him? So, for example, that scene in Captain Marvel, when when Carol asked him, tell me something so outrageous that no one would know about you. He says, I can't eat toast if it's cut diagonally. Okay, let's flash forward to Age of Ultron in Barton's house. The sandwich is cut diagonally. Now, he said toast. But it's bread still, and it's cut diagonally. Was he a scroll in Age of Ultron, right? Um, you know, he. we know basically the snap was him. We know that for a fact. But how many other times? Winter Soldier. I have all kinds of questions about Winter Soldier, especially when he goes to 
uh, Steve's apartment and gets shot, right? Was that a scroll then? And that's how he survived that sh that shooting, getting shot like that? Because that was a pretty, you know, injury. And on the table, was that him as well? And then was that him at the end in the bunker with Maria Hill? Or was that Soren and Talos there too as well? I, I wonder how many times have they used scrolls for him throughout this whole MCU? The other question too, I'm jumping ahead to is Rhodey knew about scrolls for a long time as well. And this is the first time we're hearing about this as well. So there's all kinds of questions and I hope we get some answers here because we have a thread here going on a lot deeper than what we already know on the surface with this show and what we've known in the past MCU projects. I, I agree with um, a lot of that. I think the most interesting part is when Fury like basically meets a young kid Gravik mm -hmm. and in that one scene and he's talking about, to all of them, it almost seems like he's building like a secret army for something, you know? That's like true. this is off the books, like nobody else but Fury knows about this and this is almost like a backup plan for a backup plan kind of, you know, he's always got something up his sleeve, Nick Fury. So this seems like one of those that like, He's trying to do something here, and it seems like he has been using them in the background for all this time, but in this episode when he finds out that there's like a million scrolls on Earth, it's like he, his mind is blown, you know, because yep. he's like, you know, I knew of X amount on here, but I didn't know that there were a million on Earth. So, I mean, like, it seems like they almost use that kind of as, like, their way to kind of, like, sneak in, get a little mm. bit more power, you know. And it was almost like Fury almost brought this on because Talos says to him in that same scene, why would I not put out a call that it was safe to come here for scrolls? Yep. Like, you gave us a safe haven. Yep. So, like, I mean, it puts him in a very weird spot, Nick Fury, you know. And that's their entire motivation right now is finding a new home, right? Their home was, well, they said it was Scrollios was destroyed. And a million came to Earth for the call, except for the Emperor's um, cabinet, whatever. The, the close ones to the, the Scroll Emperor. Is the Scroll, the Scroll Emperor still out there, too? Do we know that? You know, or, or is, is his cabinet to people, or whatever he called them, uh, he called them his Scroll something. Mm -hmm. Are they still out there? Where are they at? What, what really happened uh, between the, the uh, Kree Scroll War? You know, mm -hmm. we only hear things, we talk about it, but we don't see a lot of details about it or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that Fury knows more. He, he knows more than he's letting on about everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think the, the the perfect example of that was possibly one of the greatest lines that we've had in the MCU for a long, long time. And that was, "I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in." Yeah, I mean that yep. that was just. I mean that's so kind of, Nick Fury, so perfect. And so Samuel Jackson as well. Mm -hmm. Like it that, could not have been like nobody else could have delivered it like that at all. Yeah, like, in the way that he did it. Sorry, Jarian. Just the way right. that he did it. You know that big sort of Secret Service guy tried to sort of you know manhandle him. And we've kind of everyone's built up this picture of this new Nick Fury that he's sort of a bit useless and a bit flabby and a bit old and a bit tired. And then he's just gone. No, like you don't understand. I'm Nick Fury. You know, I can do pretty much anything. And I absolutely love that. That was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliantly executed. That entire mm -hmm. conversation was great. That was like the, one of the best parts. Uh, that conversation between Rhodey and Fury was great. That and then the whole interrogation with, uh, with Sonya uh, uh, yeah. as well. Those two parts were the best parts of this episode. And my favorite parts of the episode too um, back to the thing, it was the Emperor's Colony uh, okay. that he referred to it as. So 
that's interesting. Are they still out there? Is the Emperor still out there? We haven't seen any of that kind of stuff. Is that going to be what leads into probably maybe season two? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that whole conversation with him and Rhodey and everyone's going to underestimate Nick Fury and, and Nick Fury is going to come out on top as usual or have some kind of, like you were saying, contingency up his sleeve. I, I like what Rhodey said. Like, I think you mentioned it earlier about, like, I think he says at one point, like, in that combo, like, yeah, 15 years ago, like, you know, we discovered, like, this, and we thought it was very weird. We didn't really know. We've, you know, not really, like, pulled too many threads, I guess. And, yeah, and, you know, like, at the end of it, he's like, so they sent you to fire me. And he's like, no, I volunteered. And it's one of those, like, kind of weird moments, I feel like, in the MCU, because it's like, you know, Rhodey kind of looks a a bit like an a-hole in that scene, you know, like, and, uh, but I mean, he's just doing his job, though, you know, like, and he is coming to Nick Fury as a friend firing him, and not as, like, you know, somebody that is coming after him, so. Well, the thing is, though, is, too, is that it was, that conversation was interesting, because the whole time he's calling him Fury, 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 but when he fires him at the end... He says he calls him Nick. Again, back to Captain Marvel. No one calls him Nick. Everyone calls him Fury. Mm-hmm. So that that is feeding the fire out there that Rhodey could be a scroll. Um, I don't. I don't know. After that conversation, I'm not sure if he is. Um, but I don't know too because he wants to call the Avengers in, and then they had the whole nod to the Secret Invasion stories. Like, no, we don't want them fighting each other. You know. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the nod to the comics. So. That was kind of an interesting conversation. I'm still trying to figure out what Rhodey's role is in the government. They haven't come out and say yet either. Um, in this part, he was a special envoy in this one. He wasn't. They didn't really say what other thing he plays. But but the other thing that caught me funny too is during that whole thing with the council that he was at, leading that conversation, said the president how he was getting annoyed uh, with Slovakia, <laughs> and then he wanted to put on the yeah cover bomb him. And then Fury says, "Well, just cover bomb their ass," you know. <laughs> so it was kind of funny with, with, with that whole conversation between those two about Slovakia and them getting annoyed. It it almost seems like he's like a Secretary of State role, almost like I mean it, he's yeah. out there talking to like the UK Prime Minister to talking to like other like people. Um, I remember sitting at that table, you know, talking about how the United States was not involved in what happened in the first episode, and da 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 da. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it seems like he's out there trying to, like, smooth over all the issues. He's talk- He says at one point, like, you know, the U.S. is about to lose all of our alliances right now because of this one act that mm-hmm. Fury or something like that. So it seems like they've almost got, like, uh, him out there kind of just smoothing everything over and trying to get back to, you know, at least some sort of normal, I guess. Uh, from the ch- chat here, Fury's absolutely using people underestimating him to his advantage. Uh, that's the only thing I'm sure of. And then another one, uh, Rhodey is highly suspect. We all think that, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's play- playing his cards close to the vest, you know, that kind of thing, and doesn't know what to do, especially with, you know, pretty much the, the, the team, new landscape of the Avengers team and that kind of stuff. But something definitely seems like either he's a scroll or he's playing this like a Nick, uh, Nick Fury would in a more military style and more co- covert operation style. I almost feel like he's going to get switched out as a scroll at the end of this. Like he's not a scroll yet. And we're going to find, yeah, he's, he's going to get like, we're going to have one of those scenes where we're going to think that that roadie is the same roadie that, you know, something happened. Maybe he gets kidnapped or something. And yeah, then all of a sudden enter other roadie. We might get, I'd, I'd really like to get a scene. I think we need to get the scene where we don't like, they're both trying to say that they're the real Roadie, let's say it's Roadie. I'm the real Roadie. No, he's, the, you know, who's the real Roadie? And they sort of capture the wrong one. 
do you know what I mean? Or they yeah. they, they 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 let the they let the scroll roadie go because he's so convincing or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. Joan, you alluded to um, the conversations, and we'll come back to Sonia in a minute because uh, I want to speak about her a little bit more in depth. Um, but uh, the other conversation was uh, Nick, or oh, sorry, Fury and Talos on the train. Mm-hmm. And uh, and another great line that just goes to add depth, I think, to to Nick Fury's character about "Tell me something I don't know." What well, what a great sort yep. of way that he's built up his knowledge over the years. Just asking people, just tell me something I don't know, and then Talos told him something that he did know, and he was like, "I said, tell me something I don't know," and that's where he got that new little bit of information. Imagine the people that he said that to. Mm-hmm. Imagine the amount of different people, different species, you know, uh, uh, people in different governments from different countries, different powers that have said that and the amount, the amount of knowledge that he must have just gained from tell, asking people. I mean, I'm going to use that in my life. <laughs> tell me something I don't know. If I meet somebody like that's, just, you know, in a profession that I have absolutely no idea about, I'm like, tell me something about your profession that I just would not know about. I mean, what, uh-huh. a, what a fantastic way to gain knowledge. Brilliant. Just better hope that they're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is that because if you don't know, you don't know that they, don't, they could be not, uh, lying to you. But, I wonder. Um, yeah. I wonder if that conversation drives any distrust from Fury towards Talos after that because he didn't tell him and he kept things from him. Well, Especially he to get off the train, didn't he? he yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to speak to you anymore. Yeah, but you, you got to think though that Fury had some kind of some kind of indication that there was more there, especially with that conversation. But then, you know, Talos is right. It's like, you were gone. You were snapped. And we know that Talos didn't get snapped. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we we were trying to figure out what was going on. And back to the beginning of the episode, Fury's whole thing was that he promised them a new home, that he'd help find them. Captain Marvel, he said that. They, or, yeah, in Captain Marvel, they did that. Um, and then they did it again this episode when they met in London, um, when Gravit was a boy. And then how, just how versed in... in 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 depth fury was with the scroll lifestyle even at that time so you can tell from when captain marvel up until that 95 and 97 how how deep he was within the scroll people like he was one of them and we see vara in there with gravik and that pretty much the, the big thing at the end of the episode you know we know that that's his wife that vara is basically priscilla uh his wife and everyone's like oh he doesn't he doesn't know i'm like it's fury he's been on the scrolls for how long he that's his wife he knows Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it just the whole thing. It's like, well, why have we heard about her? Well, look, Age of Ultron again, Barton, you know, he helped Barton keep his family off the books, you know, keep them a secret. No one knew Barton had a family until Age of Ultron. Until so mm-hmm. we're seeing the same thing here. No one knew if you had a wife other than saying in Age of Ultron, the wife kicked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier, the wife kicked me out. There had been no indication of Rudy having a wife. Yeah, I, I mean, I really feel like Talos is in kind of like a weird spot here because like he was the one that kind of was like, hey, Nick Fury's a good man. You can yep. trust him, you know, so I think this is part of the reason why he was ousted from the council. Yeah. Was, yep. you know, like they felt betrayed by Talos because they wouldn't have been here had it would have not been for Talos like pushing Nick Fury is the one that's going to help us and do all this kind of stuff. So this kind of puts him at like Nick Fury and Talos in a weird spot where I think they're going to be kind of riding out through the rest of the series together. They're going to have to come back to each other. Other, yeah. and they're gonna have to fight through this problem together because if they don't like i mean both sides kind of like the humans and the scrolls are kind of gonna end up i feel like against both of them ultimately mm-hmm. so they've yeah. got to kind of work this situation out it's almost like fury has has is basically on that savior level with the scrolls 
at the early stages and he's kind of fallen from that grace and because of that so has talos mm-hmm. um can we talk a little bit about uh ben kingsley adir and how good he is as uh as gravic yes um, you know the whole scene again with the council i thought was brilliantly played he he, he was you know as an actor i'm saying he was um he was uh charismatic he was sort of smooth um authoritative authoritative is that a word mm-hmm. <laughs> commanding let's say, let's use that it's a bit easier to say um yeah i and just a little bit sinister as well but without being like evil he didn't seem like he was evil he just seemed like he had a real sort of um uh you know deep sort of intrinsic why as to why he was doing something like, it's, almost, he, it's almost killmonger like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 totally yeah absolutely i i really i think he's great I'm still not convinced that Gravik is Gravik yet, just because we have not seen Gravik turn back into his scroll form. I have a yep. feeling that they're going to do this for every episode where we never see his real form until like the final episode, and it's not going to be Gravik. I, I don't know why. Like, you think it's Soren still, don't you? Yeah, I, I, sort of, yeah, but like if it's not Soren, it could be somebody else. Because like the thing that bothers me is in that scene, everybody stands up except for the one that's like, yeah, I disagree with this, and they all turn back into their scroll form. Yep. He becomes scroll general, still sits down at the table, never changes his form, and then stands up and walks out. And I'm like, oh, hmm. You would have th- thought maybe like since they all turn back into scrolls, maybe he would have turned back into a scroll in that moment. But would it be a mind? F if it was Vara, Fury's yeah. wife, like maybe something happened to Gravik, and because you saw how close her and Gravik were in that in that early scene mm-hmm. when they did the flashback, that maybe something already happened to Gravik, and so this is all Vara doing this, and she's posing as Gravik, and that's why we haven't seen her change back. Because if, it, if it's not Soren, it, it could be Vara. You know, mm-hmm. that would be the ultimate mind F if if this was Vara uh, as posing as Gravik. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole idea of this show is, is like, you don't know who you can trust, right? Yep. And even when somebody is, like, a scroll, like, you know, you know that they're a scroll. They can take somebody else's identity and you not know it. So, like, just on that simple premise, I'm just, I'm not sure I trust that graphics graphic yet, you know? Yeah, and from the comments here, he also criticized them for doing things humans do. Yeah. Yeah. He said he'd rather yeah. be, a, he likes dogs and the whole thing about, you know, dogs and humans, that kind of, that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I'd quite like to think that he might be playing somebody else as well. Like that'd be interesting to to think that there's two characters that we're seeing in this in this show that mm-hmm. are actually the same scroll. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they're they're sort of they're playing both sides maybe somehow. I don't know. I I, I like that idea as well. I think that'd be quite a quite a quite a twist mm-hmm. if they did that. Um, back to, to it real quick. I'll say back to that council meeting though, and all of them standing up. You you kind of got a glimpse of how deep the scroll invasion already is, right? Because mm-hmm. you had a UK prime minister, a NATO secretary general, a newscaster who's basically the Fox News equivalent on this show, yeah. um, and then you had um, what uh, Shirley Sager on the council meeting who 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 became who both basically voted him general except for her, and then she called Talos right away, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to go outside and get popped straight away. Yep, me too. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that she lived beyond that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was going to move on to uh, talking about Sonya a little bit more as well, because I thought her, her that entrance to that shop was just absolute class, just brilliant again. You know, she, that door was locked. Yeah, it was. So what does that tell you about me and doors? 
just brilliant. I love those little sort of little quips, you know, she's coming out with this really sort of quirky character who's got a, got a bit of a dark side to her, hasn't she? She's like, she's not scared to, you know, inject somebody with something that's going to boil their blood. Yep. Um, so uh, this tech yeah. appeared to be. It does appear to be that. I didn't think that at first, and it was only then when we saw the computer afterwards and it showed you, which we'll come to, I guess, in a moment, um, mm. that it said it should. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe that is what that was, because I didn't think that's what it was at the time. It didn't mm -hmm. even click. Well, because she knew who the, doc one of the, the doctors were that were working on that for the scroll. So at some point, she probably has worked with that doctor to get some kind of extremist-like torture vehicle because the way that he was happening and burning up that kind of stuff... It sounded it, like extremists. Yeah, it looked like it the way when they went too hot and what happens when they start doing that, it looked like extremists too. So she, I she think that was extremists. Like she says something like it'll it, it heat your insides up to 160 degrees or something like that and make yep. you feel like you're burning in your veins or something like that to him. So yeah, it totally does. Yeah, I like the way that she sort of... She finished that scene off, just sort of kicked him out of the way. And then when she was crawling under the... The thing, she just looked like a little old lady, like crawling along under the thing. It was quite funny, and it just goes to show how sort of menacing she can be, just by still being, you know, an, an older sort of human female, if she is a human, of course. I just, I just thought it was interesting when she walks in and she's like, "Where is the secret hatch to get yep. out of here? Like, where is the <laughs> escape?" And they're like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "All right, so this is gonna happen. They're gonna come for him." And then right off the bat, they show up, and then she climbs right out. Yep. I was like, yeah. they kind of like telegraphed that, like she knew it was coming." And she was just like, okay, I'm going to cut off his finger. Oh, look, you're a scroll. Like, okay, yep. let's see. Let me stick you with this and see if this works against you, I think is kind of the ideal there. And then she got a little bit of info. Now she's gone, you know, like interesting. But uh, from the chat real quick, um, back to Shirley, they will use her, see who she runs to. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe it was kind of a Trojan horse type thing, um, to, you well, know, she, to kind of. She ran to Talos. Yeah. She called him, you yeah. know. Just like, have a meet. They, yeah. Yeah, so then maybe they're keeping tabs on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so, so just uh, just finally on the um, on the Sonya thing, um, I'm wondering, like I say, is she a, is she a scroll? Is she a human? You know, is she sort of if she is a scroll, is she working against Gravik or for with Gravik, or is she working independently? Or yeah, I just uh, could I she be the that, Skull Queen? Well, this is so. She, I don't think I've heard anybody ask questions about whether she's a scroll or not. We've we've spoken about Fury, we've spoken about um, Rhodey, we've spoken about the president, we've spoken about other characters, but nobody said anything about her, whether she's a scroll or not. We spoke about Maria, whether she could be a scroll, but nobody said anything about her yet. And I'm wondering whether she's just gonna, just under the radar, just turn out to be, you know. Queen Varenki or something yep. like that. She's just going to be a huge character. You know, not necessarily a huge character, a huge player within the scroll mm -hmm. sort of uh, species. I don't know. Yeah. If she's not, though, I hope we get more of her, whether it, it's uh, oh. MI-13 or whether it's tied to, to Union Jack or any of that kind of stuff or even Spymaster stuff. You know, I hope we get more of her because I'm really digging her in this series so far. I have a feeling she's not a scroll just because in that scene, I kind of got that vibe that she's like, hey, let's see if this works against you. You know, like we know that you can shape shift and stuff. Let's let's start sticking you yeah. and poking and prodding you with some things <laughs> and seeing, you know, like, oh, look, I cut off your finger. Guess that you can't heal from that, can you? You yeah. know, like it's like one of those things. But 
I felt really like that was kind of a weird situation because when they come and save that guy, they take him right out to the woods and they put him down. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that they do that because Gravik's going to go back and be like, oh, look at that. Another soldier died for our war. Mm -hmm. And the humans did this. And when you have things like that, you can control the message and you can tell your people, hey, look at our noble war that somebody was just willing to die for. You know, like you should be a part of this, too. And it's more convincing and stuff. It gets the people rallied. It gets people behind you kind of type of but you can tell that that's further dividing uh, Gaia from being on their side and back towards the side of Fury and, and Talos and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's driving a further wedge because you saw that when she found out that Gravik was responsible for her mother's death, you know, then the whole mm -hmm. bombings, how she kind of helped out uh, Talos and Fury and them. And now mm -hmm. with, with killing one of their own, you can tell. And then she was even in the computer looking for information as well when Gravik caught her also. So you can tell, you know, she's you know, either shifting back towards the side uh, of Talos and Fury, or maybe whoever is, like, the Emperor Colony of the Scrolls or Queen Venranki, that she's also the double agent, too, so far in this series. I think mm. she's definitely questioning what Gravik's doing, because I think she understands there's something nefarious going on behind the scenes yep. that everybody hasn't been informed about yet, you know? And uh, it seems like it's almost like a dual plan. Like, he tells everybody he's got this one plan, but he's really working towards something else that he's gonna unveil probably closer to the end of the season i feel like you know so tying that all, tying that all in then and talking about the uh the computer and you know gravik's plan and um when sonia spoke to the to, to that prisoner i was just waiting and I, and I kind of knew because they'd already said they'd already said the uh, the name dalton and i think it was dr dalton or something yep. like that but i was kind of waiting when doing that um prisoner said oh they've got a married couple working on it i was like Say Richards. Say Richards. <laughs> Say Richards. <laughs> I yeah. know he wasn't good, eh? but, but you was kind of thinking, oh, is he? Come on, come on. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew he wasn't. But yeah, I mean, the, the computer that was really interesting. That whole that whole idea, you know. I mean, is this um, uh, uh, the way I look at this? Is is this a version of the sort of super soldier serum for scrolls that's going to potentially lead to a super scroll? You know, are they trying to use? these these four elements you know group but do we have group color obsidian uh, frost beast frost, yeah, frost giant and, and yep yeah are they going to try and use these four powers as to, to create a super scroll and it's going to kind of not work they're going to maybe use gravic is it not going to work so that then they keep looking and that's where they kind of fall onto maybe other powers is that going to tie into um the department of damage control where they sort of kept talking about looking for different yep. powers that they can add in I, I thought that was really interesting i don't know what you guys thought about yeah i wonder if we are going to get some tie back to cap or miss marvel when the the dodc agent said we haven't seen those powers before you know have they been keeping tabs on people and how they're trying to do their harvest of, of dna because you know they're, they're doing the conflict tie here right because in the comics the super scroll is basically the fantastic fours combined powers uh, for the super scroll, but you're seeing since we don't have F F4 yet that they're using some of the same things, right? Groot could be, you know, Mr. Fantastic stretchiness. Um, Extremis could be Johnny Storm's fire. Um, Cole strength could be, you know, um, the thing, the thing strength. And then you see the frost giant, which I'm, I'm going to assume is from uh, Jotunheim when, when they've came and fought on earth at some time. And there's some red and stuff to frost giants, how they got that. Um, it's basically going to be their eyes could be shields for Zeus, you know, stuff. So there, yeah, there are some parallels here to the conflicts, but so they're not fantastic for yet. They're using substitutes for that. 
Yeah, I just, I feel like it's kind of like an Easter egg. I don't think we're going to get, like, the Super Scroll kind of, like, in the traditional, I guess, form. Um, I think we're probably going to see, like, you know, that scene in the trailer where Gravik, like, stretches his arm. And it's, it's obviously, like, it looks like he's taken Groot's, like, DNA and mixed it with his own, I feel like, in that point. Um, but, you know, like, I feel like we're probably going to see them probably try and do a couple of these things to scrolls and have some complications. Like, they might have an extremist person blow up or yep. something, you know, like that. And uh, they're going to start to really see some issues that kind of happen. And we're probably going to see them try and work out those kinks by the end of season one. But I don't I don't feel like we get a super scroll in that traditional format in this yeah. series. Yeah, I have reason. a feeling whoever, like, Emperor's colleague, Queen Vinranki, whoever else is behind the scenes on this, we're going to get that whole thing you know never seen the scroll to do a super scrolls job and next season or next project we're going to get super scroll at that point mm -hmm. um from the chat real quick uh back to gaia gravic knows of her uh descent i'm sure um he, he probably knew what she was looking at, at on the computer as well yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it seems yeah. like gravic gravic's a very bad man right it seems like he is two steps ahead of everyone but i think he's under underestimating fury um I also think that him saying he's not worried about the Avengers leads me to see that there's an Avenger that is a scroll that, that's keeping an eye on them for him. Hmm. Um, or they have other ways of keeping eyes on the Avengers. Because that was kind of his 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 brash and cockiness there versus you know towards Fury, towards the Avengers. I think that's gonna be his downfall though. No. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I like what you said there. He, he he does seem to kind of know what's gonna happen. And it is this kind of um uh power struggle between fury it's gonna think it's gonna be this power struggle between fury and gravic like who knows who's who's one step ahead of the next one it's like a game of chess isn't it like how can they maneuver each other what does gravic know what does fury know do they know enough to get around the other one do they know enough people and have they got enough like sort of back doors to 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 abuse to to beat the other one mm -hmm. it's, it's basically a chess match yes yeah. Um, from the chat here, I think Gravik will experiment and we'll see an early proto early stage prototype Super Scroll, but not the real one yet. Maybe we'll only get a glimpse anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Gravik is a mean dude, very confident and capable, but yeah, you can't bet against Fury. Um, we also know what it seems like, too, as far as people, other scrolls, that the president is either a scroll or not a scroll yet. Because remember the trailer shot, too, of Nick shooting down his helicopter uh, which leads me to think that that trailer was either Gravik posting as Fury or mm -hmm. Fury shooting actually actual present down because he's a scroll. So it, there's some deception there going on too. That could go either way with that trailer shot. And, and you know what? And this is this is kind of the point about this program, isn't it? Like anything can happen. Like we're, we're going, could that be could that be Gravik posing as Fury shooting down the president to make it look like Fury is against the president and the president's a human. Could it be Fury shooting down the president because he thinks the president's a scroll but he's not as a human? Could it be Fury shooting down the president because he knows he's a scroll and it's like you can just keep going like this? Who's a scroll and who's not a scroll? Who's who's is that what like I mean? I think I said last week was that about was that Maria Hill a scroll? I mean, it seems like what we saw there that that's pretty conclusive evidence that that was actually Maria. We saw yeah. Maria's mum. Well, hold on. Oh, quick. on. <laughs> well, get, I want to talk about that too because that still is suspect. But anyways, uh, back to the whole thing about the trailers and we don't know what's going on. This is a good point. The trailers can't mislead very much now with that new law. So they can't put too much deception in there. But in this series, really? yeah. But also this series though, 
with you know the way it is yeah exactly yeah 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 like i i don't know why but until like the scroll graphic impersonated nick fury and shot maria hill i it didn't dawn on me that like who knows who's actually scrolls and humans in the trailer and i was like oh wow like i was just so blown (laughs) away in that moment i was like why did i not realize that that was probably not nick fury because like i didn't realize i was like why did nick fury just shoot her and then when he smirked i was like oh that's somebody else it's like graphic or something you know so like it just completely blew my mind because I was like, oh, you know, just like you said earlier, these trailers can go either way, honestly. Like they're open to interpretation and nobody's like, hey, Nick Fury just shot that in the trailer. Like you just see it, you know, like. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is know. definitely one of those. If, if there's any project that's going to make you do like think that this is it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's and I think that's what part of the fun is about this one, isn't it? Yeah. So back to the chat real quick. Uh, Captain Marvel should just find them a planet. Uh, she promised in her movie. I'm sure we'll get some more background around that once the Marvels comes out. Uh, welcome back, Darth Gorghorn. Uh, what new law? Hey. So there's something out there with trailers. They can't do much misleading. They can't put things in the trailers that aren't in the movie. I guess there was some kind of issue with that. So they kind of addressed that and they can't do it. Like so the that's one, what's going on. The biggest Infinity one. Like the Hulk. War. Yeah, the Hulk yeah. running in Infinity War. So, and you're like... Yep. You know that was that was there front and center for everybody to see. It wasn't even close in the movie, was it? Just, just I, I thought I woke up in like a different timeline or something after when I went to go see that movie in theaters. I was like, "Where is the whole yeah. thing in this movie?" Like, you know, like what did I just get misled? Like, <laughs> yes, he, yes, he's right. <laughs> but you're saying back, back to Maria Hill. So that that whole that whole scene there, right? Closed casket. There was nothing about her death that warranted a closed casket. Why they couldn't do some kind of thing you know we we saw other people in the mcu in caskets you know why they closed casket her right we saw nothing you know and her mom her mom sure did play the role there and was pissed off and you know she uh she got what she wanted out of fury as far as information and that kind of stuff um you know in fury's guilt because they wanted to get to him so they killed her um and hill's mom and hill's mother doesn't want her death to be nothing so I think that's going to play a key role, but again, there's some not closed caskets. We, again, precedence here. I do have a quote from Kobe Smolders about another, or Kobe Smolder about another project from Marvel she's working on. Um, but yeah, I still 100% think she's, believe she's dead yet in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, I kind uh, of feel I like this is, is, is. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think she is, but. I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back as an LMD. Mm. I think she was an LMD or a scroll. Another scroll was posing right, as her. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, think I mean, she's I... the perfect person to bring back as an LMD. Sorry, Alex. Go on. And there's no, precedent just... there in the comics too. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say I definitely think she is dead, like real dead, you know, in the show. Um, but I mean, I think that this is one of those things that this was meant to be a motivator to Nick Fury, kind of yeah. like this is like, hey, this is meant to be like to his character, the equivalent of like saying like everything I touch and everybody around me, I keep ruining their lives kind of type of yeah. thing. And this is supposed to be kind of like his wake up call to like, I guess, in my head for him to kind of like get himself back in gear and be like, hey, you know, like I need to I need to squash this threat before more of this happens, you know, yeah. like, in the Legends episode in the uh, Nick Fury and not actually, I think in the Nick Fury one and in the Maria Hill one, in the legends mm-hmm. episodes, I don't know if either of you watched them, but they, they highlighted when Fury said to Hill about Colson's death being, you know, the, uh, not, not, not the death, sorry, the cards that yep. he had in his, 
the motivation. Said, they were found yeah. in his locker, not in his. Yeah, and he said, uh, and he's and um, Fury then says they needed the push, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that's kind of this, like you said there, Alex. Like mm-hmm. this, that was his push for me. Mm-hmm. That was his push. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you think that whole conversation they had, the chess game they had between each other, mm-hmm. and then her her dying at the end of the episode. It was like you said, he needed the push, but was it her giving him that push? Not not her not her not her ex, you know, accidentally dying or not her not knowing she was dying, give him the push, but she needed to give him the push. So yeah, she got shot, but maybe she didn't die. Again, life model decoy. Same thing, back to the whole Avengers thing. Yeah, unless she's been an LMD forever. Unless she died years ago. Like maybe she died years ago, and she's just she's just there's loads of LNDs of her, and they can just recreate one. The only thing that bothers me about that though is Rhodey says, "Do you know how hard I had to work to get Maria Hill?" I think in this episode, mm-hmm. back yeah, he he, from he the did. Russians, you know, like because she died, and they just left her there, and you know. But again, mm-hmm. remember Maria Hill worked for both Fury and Stark Industries. Who has ties to both, Rhodey? Who can ultimately know the failsafe plan as well, Rhodey? So her and Rhodey could be in cahoots on this too as well. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, that, yeah, and because think about it, her dying, her dying, him firing, you know, Rhodey the one to go there to fire Fury, all that Rhodey in the way that basically um, Fury was at when he gets up, he goes basically. I'm back, you know. That was the his John Wick. You think I'm back, you know. I, well, I'm thinking I'm back. Moment at the end of that episode between that whole thing. So, who not to say that they're not in cahoots on this with their ties between the government and Stark Industries? I'm just saying. Like I said, uh, from the chat, I'm not 100 sold either. Um, another one here. Nick Fury is now old. Whatever he pulls off at the end of the movie would be wonderful. Um, yeah, but we also know too that he's also going to be in the Marvels too as well. So, um, any more thoughts on this episode before we move on to some news and rumors? Um, graphic scroll general. I thought yeah. that was you know very interesting. It seems like he might potentially have a million scrolls under his command mm-hmm. on Earth. Um, so that's I mean big. I mean that makes his numbers go from five hundred all the way up to potentially a million. You know, um, so that's huge. Um, for I, I just feel like that leaves us in a situation where even once we think we have this threat squashed out in the MCU, it's still never going to go away. You know, I'm telling you guys, go read that latest comic run, that five issue comic run. Okay. Just just go read it because there there's some things in there too where, you know there's some trickery that goes on between Hill and Fury and they basically kind of rope, rope a dope this, the scrolls and that's how they end up winning yeah, but, this one. So, and, and see, that was, that was going to be another thing that I was going to say, like he's, he's, he's this whole sort of Maria Hill dying thing. That was around the LMD thing that he's, 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 she died a million times before. Yeah. And, and Fury's just, that's, he didn't seem that bothered, did he? Like really, he didn't really seem that fussed. When she died, he was just kind of like, ah, oh, she's dead. And even when he spoke to her mum, he wasn't really that bothered. Even when she said to him something like, she would have gone to the, through the gates of hell for you, he was still a little bit stoic about it. And I know he's Nick Fury and I know he needs to be like that, but, you know, he wasn't really that bothered. So was he not that bothered because she's already dead and he, he can just create another one and upload the memories or something? I don't know. But, or he knows um, that she's off-world or on Saber. 
safe and yeah. sound and her LMDs yeah. on Earth. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I, I I I think there is more to be had there on that one. I think it'll be interesting to see though when the next episode starts because in this one we see him with his wife. If we see any other emotion with him about Maria Hill <clears throat> in the next episode, to see maybe that does carry over into that, and he just doesn't show that to anyone else but but his wife. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, chat real quick. Go on. They all believe Fury was dead before because it yeah. was necessary. It wouldn't be any different here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was necessary <clears throat> for Maria Hill to die for for whatever reason. Yeah. And they uh, have that drug. Die. Yeah. What we're interested to see too is that we. Next episode, maybe she took that same drug that uh, Fury took in Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. And the next yeah. thing that we see is that she's on the plane getting shipped back to the U.S. and the casket opens up and she pops out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because that would be another neat tie back to her past, wouldn't it? Yep. And Fury's past and the MCU's past. Yeah, very good. Uh, I'm really enjoying this series so far. This is everything I was expecting it to be and everything that I like. Um, I think I said to you guys before um, we came on live or to you, Jarian, that um, I'm getting I'm getting some uh, Jules vibes from uh, Pulp Fiction with Samuel Jackson when he's doing these little monologues. You know, the one on the train, the one when he's talking to Rhodey, uh, and you know that great line. Um, you know, I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. I think it was just absolute class, and I'm loving I'm loving Nick Fury. I'm loving Samuel L. Jackson, um, and uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Can't wait for Wednesday. So, um, should we move on? Oh, one last comment here. Okay, love the spy game. Yep, I yeah. agree with that too as well. So, <laughs> up, hold on. Uh, Tahiti is a magical place. It will save uh, Maria. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the canon. Yeah, in the canon. <laughs> yeah. uh, another one. I'm loving this show a lot. I, I am too. I don't know why this, this is being like the second lowest rated Marvel show right now, but I don't know. People, they want, you know. That you can't have in game every time, you can't have Infinity War every time, you can't have an Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you like along the Captain America movies, this fits along that same line. If you like some of the early Agents of Sealed stuff, falls along the same line. Uh, you just you know, I, I think this is gonna take us for another twist and turn that we don't see coming as well. Yeah, agreed. Um, just before we move on, we've got a few a uh, few new viewers and a few new commenters tonight. So I just want to just shout out to uh, we got we got our we got the RMC as always. It's like the furniture, the RMC. He's always here. Might as well just come on live with us. Um, but thank you for being here, RMC. Uh, but we've got Fortune. Hi, Fortune. How are you doing? And we've got, um, who else we got? We've got William. Hi, William. Um, and we've got Jamie back on. Uh, so, yeah, it's nice to have a few new people commenting and uh, taking part in the show and being, this is what we've always wanted, this interactive conversation. So uh, keep the comments coming as we go into the news and rumors section. Jorian, over to you, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, uh, news time. I don't have much news today as we have in the past because it's kind of a slow news week. Um, but we have the big news of the day, Fantastic Four. Uh, reportedly, cast is still in flux right now. Uh, word out there is that Adam Driver is out. Margot Robbie is out. Uh, David Diggs isn't locked in yet. Um, but there's buzz around Vanessa Kirby again as Sue Storm. There's also buzz as Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith, as Reed Richards. So, uh, interesting to see how this cast uh, pans out. There's still no, mu not much news on Johnny Storm other than that one actor who was uh, rumored to play him, and I can't remember his name. I'm going blank. If Jimmy, if Jimmy Smith's listening, he, he he'll know. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, it, it seems like everything's still in flux right now. We know they're not going to be any kind of big shows for Marvel this year, so you know they can announce this anytime. It seems like once they have it locked in, but it, it seems that you know they're still trying to figure out that cast. Matt Smith, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've not, do you know what? I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I haven't seen him in in Doctor Who. Um, what's he been? House of Dragon. He's good in that. Seen him in a couple of other bits and pieces. I don't mind him. Can I see him as Reed? I mean, I wouldn't say yes, but I wouldn't say no either, to be honest. I don't really know. I, I could see Adam Driver as Reed, if I'm totally honest. I, I, I actually could, you know, I could imagine that one. Not saying he would have been great at it, but I could imagine him doing it. But Matt Smith, I'm not I'm not sure. I can't see him as as, as a Reed Richards, but... I can see him as the the nerdier side, kind of curious side, Reed Richards, and where I saw Adam Driver more as the maker, kind of dickish side of Reed uh-huh. Richards. So, you know, two different tones there, Reed Richards. Um, this is a great point uh, from the chat. Too expensive is what I read, um, or that was the official reason. There was talk um, that that was money issue. They couldn't come to terms with Robbie and uh, Driver. So that was mentioned as well. He's a lot um, of money, I should imagine. Is yeah, um, he was awesome in Morbius. Oh, I forgot he was in Morbius. That was a forgettable movie. Um, he was the uh, the villain in Morbius. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. yeah, he can play a bad guy, you know. So, but yeah, um, so something to keep an eye on. Hopefully, they'll figure it out soon. Um, otherwise, we'll the- keep playing. I think it's twenty twenty five now. It's just Fantastic about to when's the date for that? Yeah, they moved it, didn't they? Um, let's just double check on that one. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, May 2nd, 2025. So we've got a little while yet. Um, production would have to start fairly soon, though, I should yep. imagine. Would Early next year would have to start. I was going to say, in the next six months, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like the Fantastic Four are some of the most important castings that you can do in the it's MCU. The I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the only other, like, castings that I think are as important are probably, like, Magneto and Xavier, you know, like, mm-hmm. some of these that, like, we'll probably see maybe in the future um, with different actors and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, like, I think this is one of those things, like, let's get it right. Like, get it right. You know, yeah, like, let's not just, like, get somebody that, is going to be rushed in and that's which is like when you buy a new piece of furniture and you're like i'm going to buy an expensive good piece of furniture because it will last forever look at this like buying a mattress right like you want to buy a mattress that you're going to sleep well on not one that you save a bunch of money on and you know like you're you're looking for something that's going to last long term and be quality here and that's kind of where i'm at you know would you say this is the most important mcu casting since t'challa Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's up there with importance, you know. Um, you, I would say it's probably, I, do you know what? I would say it's more important for the reasons that you just said a minute ago, Alex. The fact that this is so fantastic for an X Men. Uh, uh, you know, we, we've, for the, as far as we know at the moment, we've lost Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. we've lost Tony Stark. Thor's playing a bit more of a backseat. And if we're, belie- if we're to be um, believing, the sort of uh, what's been coming out of the Chris Hemsworth camp that he's going to take a bit of a backseat from acting. He's, he's out. Um, we've not got a, a Natasha Romanoff, so we've not got a Black Widow. Uh, I mean, we've got um, Yelena, I know that. But we've lost those big, those big characters. So 
the Fantastic Four and the X Men are gonna—they're the future of of the MCU, aren't they? Really, after this after this multiversal phase, they're going to be the future. So I think they're super important. And as you just said, there, Alex, I think uh, the Fantastic Four and Charles and Magneto and probably Wolverine as well, like it or like it or not, he is Put the chat important. here and Doom, Doom and Doom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think that I think they're probably some of the the most important castings. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've tried. They tried to do a few like different versions of the Fantastic Four already, and none of those were like the greatest. I mean, they messed up Galactus, you know, in the first um, couple. I mean, they did that movie what in the '90s that never really went anywhere. I think they filmed it all and did everything. You can see it on YouTube now. But even like the most recent one that they did, like that one, is not a fan favorite by any means. Um, I'm trying to remember who. Miles. Uh, Michael Miles. B. Jordan was Johnny Storm. Miles. Yeah, Miles Teller yeah. was Reed um i can't remember the the guy who played ben and then um what's her name uh kate mara was uh sue yeah. mm-hmm. so i feel like with the fantastic four like you almost have to have a stellar casting because these are characters that are going to stick around for a while if they don't stick the landing with this casting it's like hey you're stuck with these characters like you can't yeah. just trade them out for somebody else you know could so. could you see them bring back Eon uh, Gruffold was the name of Eon Grufford, yeah. Grufford as Reed. I, I think he, he did it all right, Reed. I, I, liked I could him see it. Reed. I liked him I, as Reed, honestly. I, I liked him. I liked him. And do you know what? I still, I still, because they brought back Anson Mount in Multiverse of Madness, I still think they should have brought back Eon yep. Grufford as mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic. And then probably give it just, then just given us John Krasinski as, as Mr. Fantastic in the MCU, not that sort of throwaway. That was a little bit confusing to me. I was like, great, we've got Anson Mount as Black Bolt. That's great. Like, great little callback to Inhumans, even though that was rubbish. Um, mm-hmm. Give us Iron Grufford as, as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. That would have been brilliant. You know what? They can make Anson Mount Reed Richards. Honestly, have you watched him? <laughs> have you watched him in other stuff, though? He does no, pretty no, well. Never, never uh, he's, he's one of the captains on Star one of the Star Trek shows okay. uh, as well. I think he could, he could pull off a Reed Richards. Do you know what I, I think? I think actually, I watched um, Top Gun Maverick, and, and Miles Teller's in that. I think Miles Teller could actually do good Reed Richards in, in like now he's a bit older, like because he was yeah. quite young, I think, when they done it before. But he's he's put on some size and he's he's become a man rather than a young man, and I think it would it would probably work better now. Actually, speaking of, of that movie, and I know age is going to be an issue. Um, Hangman, the guy that played Hangman, he could be a Johnny Storm too, but I, I think he's a little old for Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I can't sure remember the actor's him. name. Yeah, but he. Uh, I think Glenn Glenn Powell. I think his name is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be a Johnny Storm, but he's a little too old for Johnny Storm. It depends how they did it. You want a young Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. At, at this point, if it is Kevin problems with the casting, just go and make the cast always sunny. You know, <laughs> make make Glenn, uh, Glenn um, Howerton read. Make uh, D. Uh, I can't remember her real name. Um, make her sue, make Charlie Day, make him Johnny Storm, and just let Danny DeVito voice the thing. <laughs> you know? They should have they should have Mac be the thing. That way he can talk about cultivating Mac. Oh yeah, Mac. Mac can be Doom. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they should just make DeVito Doom. That would be, you know, so awfully bad that it would be probably good. You know? But I, but, but speaking of that though, I think Glenn could Glenn Horton could pull off Richards too. I think he could. Out of all the that people on that show, I think if they give him a shot at it, I think he could pull off Free Richards. I was just thinking about Doom, and it got me thinking about Henry Cavill and 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 uh, the fact that he'd be quite cool as Doom. And then it also got me thinking of um, 
uh, Idris Elba again because I've just watched Extraction and Idris Elba turns up in that. And then it got me, I, I saw a quote, and I don't know whether this is true, but I love what he said. Idris Elba said that he's he basically um, abandoned the idea of becoming the next James Bond yep. because it, he said, well, the, I think the, the quote was brilliant. He said, as soon as it became about race, that was me yeah. done. Yep. Love that. I just love what a, what a brilliant way to go. Why make a thing of it? Like, was I going to be good at it or not? Like, forget about what race I am. I really love that quote. I just thought that was such a strong quote. And he was like, do what you want. I don't, I, if that's what you're looking for, then I'm done. He could be a doom too, honestly. He he could pull the, he has the voice for it. He, he you know, he has the presence. Yeah. He's, I've seen him play a, a, a bad guy in, in a few different films. I, I yeah. think he could pull off. Yeah. Do. Yeah, I, I do, and and I think as as much as I loved him as Heimdall, I do think he was wasted. I think he could have been a bigger character um, in the MCU, um, mm-hmm. Idris Elba, because he's he's a great actor and a big stature of a guy and a very noticeable man. So yeah, Doom could be good for him. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I've always pictured Cillian Murphy as Doom for some. He reason. could do it. Yeah, and he's a little old. I think he's like I just looked it up. He's like forty-seven years old. That's like the only really? thing. Yeah, but I mean like. I, I like him. I feel like he'd probably do like a pretty decent job with that, you know. But yeah, he's, good. he's a good actor. I like Cillian Murphy actually. I feel, I've liked every every time I've seen him, I've liked him in pretty much everything that he's done. Not necessarily liked the movies that he's been in, but I've liked him in pretty much everything that he's done. What do you think of uh, Julia, Julia McMahon, who played the Doom in the first two movies for Fox? What do you think about him? Oh, yeah, he was he was he was that typical sort of um, charismatic kind of Doom, wasn't he? yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean wear nice suits and I, f- I feel like my biggest issue with that though was really how they did doom in the movies and not with that actor you know like yep. i don't really feel like we've had a good doom in a fantastic four movie yet and that's why i'm kind of like afraid to kind of push doom next to a fantastic, fantastic four in another four. movie because like i'm like we've already like done this like a couple and times it didn't work yeah and it and it do- got worse as yeah. it went on so like <laughs> let's do something different you know yeah do a psycho man do a mole man do an eyeless do blastar do one of those other ones even do do in humans if you have to you know what mm-hmm. reboot why not same time reboot fantastic four and humans at the same time there you go Bring and and Anson Mount. Mount. Yep, there you go. and reed richards yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay um, moving on, on. Uh, moving on. yeah moving on. we do have a synopsis that appears for loki season two uh, Loki season two picks up in the aftermath of the shocking season finale when Loki finds himself in a battle for the soul of the Time Variance Authority. Along with Mobius, Hunter B-15, and a team of new and returning characters, Loki navigates an ever-expanding and increasingly dangerous multiverse in search of Sylvie, Judge Renslayer, Miss Minutes, and the truth of what it means to possess free will and glorious purpose. Hmm. So, that refers- and there... <laughs> yeah and there is a lot of smoke that loki season two and deadpool three are gonna have some crossover you know I, I i love that line that loki's always said about glorious purpose because i feel like he's gonna realize that his glorious purpose is to kind of disrupt this whole kang thing in the multiverse mm-hmm. and that's gonna be his glorious purpose and you know ultimately um but yeah I'm, I'm looking so forward to that new season for loki you know yeah me too later this year yeah is it really yeah yeah it's september isn't it yes i think so yeah yeah Um, wow let me me have a look at my dates i think i might have didn't realize it was that close that's exciting uh what we got 
Yeah, October sixth. October sixth. There you go. At the moment, yeah, October sixth, so, awesome. and then that'll that'll finish. Um, right into the Marvels, right? Right into the Marvels. Yeah. Speaking so, yeah. of the Marvels, ooh. What, Samuel... another, what, what an amazing little thing. Right <laughs> yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson on three Captain Marvels in the movie. Three Captain Marvels. Uh, after Secret Invasion, I'm moving on to the Marvels where you got like three different people who are Captain Marvel. You got Brie Larson, you got a black Captain Marvel, and you got a Muslim Captain Marvel. So they're working on the uh, universe in a way that's inclusive. Even like Shang-Chi and all those things that happened there. And who the hell is, a, is Bad Bunny going to be? Like bad bunnies in the Marvel universe, who that? What's he gonna be? So it, it maybe you know something happens with that movie where they're all getting the tile or something. I don't know, but three Captain Marvels. So it was that. Huh. Was that? Did you say that was Samuel Jackson? Quote. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's just Samuel Jackson being Samuel Jackson. It? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably doesn't know what he's saying. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, do you know what I was? Um, I was somewhere today. I, my wife was um, at a craft market, and there was a, she was outside the cinema. And there was the big screen outside the cinema showing all the trailers for the latest movies. So I must have watched the, without sound, but I must have watched the Marvel trailer about six times today. Um, it was just repeated, playing over and over again with all the other trailers that were coming out. And um, I really need to watch that again because I was I was trying to remember what they were saying, trying to remember the song because they had Beastie Boys, didn't they? Intergalactic playing in yep. the background as well. And uh, it looks really fun, actually. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, to this movie. And I think... It's going to have big ties into to this and big ties into um, things going forward. I think it's going to be a bit of a linking movie as well. And I think it's going to finally explain that Miss Marvel thing where they found the bangle in the Ten Rings thing on a Cree arm. Yeah. And we see like there's possibly the other one like on you know, Kree, with yeah. the Cree. So I think like hopefully we'll get some sort of explanation on how that one ended up on Earth maybe and they'll kind of go full circle. Lots of answers. Mm -hmm. lots of answers to that and to 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 where um monica's been and to where nick's been like what's happened at the end of secret invasion um you know more about kamala more about um uh carol so yeah there's going to be lots of answers lots of things that are going to be coming together in this movie it's almost like a mini avengers movie in yeah. a way isn't it with the different all the different characters and you've got four big characters that are going to be showing up in this movie that we know of um, yeah i'm interested if, if we if we see Talos in this film also. Um, mm -hmm. Also, too, remember when one of the recent films we saw Talos, when they mentioned Captain Marvel, because don't you invoke that name? You know, is there some conflict there? Is it more than just her not helping them find a home? Or is there more to it with between Captain Marvel and, and the scrolls too also? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Um, from the chat here, I'll get to this in a second because we're going to talk Captain America in a minute after this piece of news. Um, Deadpool 3 uh, it's reportedly it's being reported that Channing Tatum has filmed a cameo scene as Gambit. Hmm. Remember, uh, he was uh, oh. supposed to be in that uh, that Fox Gambit movie that got scrapped. So, yeah, uh, okay, okay, that's gonna be somebody else that's gonna get croaked, yep. I reckon. Yeah, or just or just some kind of like joke thing type, you know, jump the universes or something like that. Um, from a chat here, oh, Secret Invasion comment. Um, do we think the Marvels is chronic to be before or after Secret Invasion? I th that's a good question. I'm gonna assume it's after, but this could be before because Nick, remember Fury was on Saber and came down to get a Secret Invasion, and in Secret Invasion, or I'm sorry, in the Marvels trailer we see him on Saber again with 
with Monicus? That's a great question. You, you know, I'm not usually against going backwards. I quite like going backwards. I quite like filling gaps in. However, at this point in this multiverse saga, I think we just need to go forwards at the moment. But, but so I, remember I hope the, it's forwards. The Mar wasn't the Marvel supposed to be beginning of this year though? That, yeah, that's with true. All the, but... With all the schedule changes? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and they have scrolls in the Marvel's trailer, too. So, like, I feel like this has got to be after. I feel like we're going to probably end up maybe moving forward, like you said. And it's going to be like, hey, this we've got some good scrolls up here um, on Saber. And, yeah, you know, like, we're trying to help them out, too, kind of type of thing. And that'll just be kind of, like, background to the Marvel's story. You know, maybe that's why I'm, um, uh, Maria, Maria, not Maria, um, shoot what is uh monica rambo maybe yeah. that's why she's uh she's out there looking at the jump point is because they're trying to figure out like hey how do we uh how do we figure out you know to travel go someplace else to find them another planet or something like that so also to remember that when we saw fury at the end of far from home he was up on saber also with multiple scrolls or on some ship with scrolls too so mm -hmm. They were probably building Saber at that time in Far From Home. Yeah. And those scrolls are probably still up there, and that's why we can see them. Um, another one from the comments here. I just hope the other Marvels are not as insufferable personality-wise as Brie Larson was as the role. It's like, I don't agree with that one. I thought she was fine. I think she played the role the way it was just from seeing her other body of work. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Carol's always been a hard-ass, hasn't she, in the, in yeah. the comics? And she's always been... She's not... Nobody really does like her like i mean i don't that that's they do like her but she's supposed to be that kind of she's hard headed yeah yep. this is Stubborn. it exactly so yeah yes yeah plus, exactly. plus the military stuff plus the, the military <laughs> down, stuff in her Get yeah down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just listed them off but yeah, yeah all of those things all of that I, yeah. I always joke and i think i said this on the group the other day that if this were dc she'd be a green lantern like she would have green lantern ring because like she's just got one of those that, like when she sets her mind to something she is not going to change it you know like that is like that she'd is be like basically centro wouldn't she basically if she's a green lantern she'd be what's his name is, is it centro are oh, you talking when, about Sinestro? The yeah, she would, the Yellow Lantern. Yeah, wouldn't that basically be her if she was a Green Lantern? I mean, that's the I kind of way he that. is. Okay, I, I don't know about that. I I just mean that as in like Green Lanterns are given their rings for having strong wills, and oh, she's yeah. got one of the strongest wills I think ever in Marvel comics. You know, like which is, she, which is why we need a Civil War two storyline <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. Um, from the other chat here, she's written to rub people that wrong way. Yep, exactly. Uh, so moving on to Brave New World, almost a new world order. Uh, Brave New World, it has wrapped filming. And so the question here from the chat, uh, has anyone else, uh, was anyone else surprised the new cat movie already wrapped initial filming? That's a nice bit of news in a sea of delays. Well, they were pretty far along. Um, they actually finished up their shooting in DC, uh, last week, I think it was, or earlier this week. Um, so they were pretty far along. And at that point, you know, with the script being pretty much locked down, I don't think the writer strike impacted them. Um, right now, the only thing that'll probably impact them is if they have to do any rewrites and reshoots, um, or if there's the um, the Screen Actors Guild strike, it's going to affect promoting the movie. So, and that's supposed to be out next year, right? Uh, mm, yes. It so, is. Um, I did see that our uh, friend of the show, Sean Martinborough, he was uh, yep. cycling through DC the other day, and they closed off some streets because they were filming. Um, mm -hmm. Captain America Four. So uh, he took some took some shots, and well, that was quite a 
quite an interesting little post that he put on Facebook <laughs> that I saw. I was like, ah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's great news. Great news. Hopefully we'll get that movie. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Sam as um, as Captain America. Yep. The Falcon transformation, how he becomes the Falcon, you know, the Hulk tie-in, the, the, the yeah. society, that's you know, really Red Hulk. Yeah, this movie is like, this movie kind of feels like almost like a pivot movie for the MCU. Oh, uh, you know what? I was just thinking about that because I was just talking about the Marvels, weren't we? About how this got so many things coming together. We've got Loki coming up where that's going to bring in. And you said about the connection between Deadpool. It's like, wow, that's cool. And then um, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got, you know, Captain America, New World. Uh, oh, I said it. Brave New World. That's going to be bringing in the Hulks and bringing back Samuel Stearns and bringing back Liv Tyler as as betty, and betty yep. all of these, yeah all of these other little pieces and are we starting to get to a point where we've kind of you know we've introduced some new characters now and we're now actually getting into this sort of you know we're actually having an effect on the storyline mm -hmm. yeah i mean i feel like with harrison ford alone right like you know yeah. replacing ross like coming in like potentially as red hulk that's a great way to resolve the problem of Ross has been around forever in the MCU and we want to keep Ross in the background of the MCU. So you make him Red Hulk and he can stay Red Hulk all the time. You could replace him as president with an LMD or something like that. And he could just go out there and be Red Hulk for, mm -hmm. you know, as long as he wants to be. They CGI it and he never has to turn back until he wants to tell everybody, hey. I'm Ross, you know, yeah. and yeah. it's me. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think that's like, I think you're right. I think this is sort of like a, almost like a redirect. Like they're kind of going to slightly take a slightly different turn with this movie a little bit. Um, but it seems like, man, they've got a lot of people in this movie, you know, yeah. uh, it, it seems like this is almost like, it's feeling almost like an Avengers movie to me with all like the, the characters and stuff that are coming into it. You know, um, if we get gamma monsters, we get red Hulk, we get um, captain America. I mean, we're not going to see Bucky in it. Right like uh, no i don't think we're gonna see bucky in it at all i don't think we'll oh, see him wow. again until thunderbolts mm -hmm. but i mean we'll see the new falcon in it we'll see um and you know who else knows who else we'll see in this movie Rhodey I mean, could even of... be in this movie yeah yeah definitely yeah, right. i mean it, yeah and rhodey has been in like everything mm -hmm. like recently <laughs> you know so um it we can see val pop up mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. Maybe a Thunderbolts reference or something like that. Or just you know? even if we get any John Walker flashbacks or references, you know, we, we could get her just what we've seen with, you know, from Wakanda forever to was, Secret well, Invasion. That, and then that now was this. Thing I was going to say anything from Wakanda, you know, they gave yeah. him the wings, didn't they? So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to see anything from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, sure. well, that's, yeah. I think that, that's going to be a big movie for the MCU. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Venom 3 news. Uh, set photos and video show the movie will start off where No Way Home post credits left off. Um, it also looks like um, the setup they're filming in Spain, but it was set up to look like Dia de los Muertos, which is basically uh, the Day of the Dead in uh, Latin American culture. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see that that's how things are going to kick off. Um, that's interesting that it's going to lead off from, from the end of No Way Home. Yep. Because obviously it's going to reference that movie and that whole situation straight away. Is there any kind of inclination as to what the storyline's going to be around that one? Mm, it looks like we're getting talks in. It looks like um, we might get Lady Dead or Lady Venom um, from one of the castings. I think it's still kind of up in the air right now. So I'll have to see what more comes out for what that storyline's going to be. Hmm. Interesting. 
Cool. Um, last piece of Marvel news. Uh, actually, someone goes not bad actually from the chat here. So yeah, I think Venom probably you know a good thing they've done on the Sony side. I, I enjoyed the first one. Second one was kind of a mess. Hopefully they bring things back in uh, for the third one. Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs. So Kobe Smolders has uh, confirmed in an interview with Entertainment Weekly that Maria Hill will return in more episodes following her death in Secret Invasion. Uh, she said, I mean, I do not make those decisions. I am still working on Disney Channel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs animated show. I literally recorded some episodes today, so I have no idea how or when she's going to come back around to me, but I'm always welcoming the call. So, a lot of, uh, lot of ambiguity there about, you know, what's yeah, going yeah. on. So, so Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, DC News. Superpowered, the DC story premieres on Max on July 20th. Will be a three-part documentary. Up from the chat here. Uh, on my Kobe Smolders comment, it's smoke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so you'll have that three-part documentary of the DC story. Um, moving on to more DC news. Superman Legacy. Um, basically, uh, Superman Legacy will have a Superman join a world where superheroes already exist. Um, mm -hmm. But what does that mean? I, I've got this crazy theory, and it's, I think, right after the Superman movie, we're, we've got the Authority movie coming. Um, I think that's, like, the next DC movie. I could be wrong on that. But um, James Gunn's been talking about how that's, like, his passion project, the Authority. And they're kind of this group that they're kind of like a Justice League kind of type. But they, like, are quite dirty. They don't mind getting down in the mud and, like, killing and doing, like, kind of, like, terrible things. And, yeah, I kind of feel like when Superman makes his appearance in that Superman Legacy movie, they're going to be around for a while, and his existence is going to challenge them. Like, because he has these morals, and he's a different hero kind of type of deal. And I feel like that's maybe where they're going to go with that. Like, Superman versus, like, maybe old heroes, like the Authority, who have been around a while. Um, yeah, so, okay. who knows. That's a good point. Yeah. Anything went that way. I was like... Maybe they just the guard to exist and he just joins them. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, the Authority are from, like, Wildstorm comics. Um, that's something that, like, you know, they, they've become a part of DC now. And so Superman's done some stuff where he's worked with the Authority, I think, in, like, some recent, like, comics in the last few years and stuff. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, they're an interesting group. I feel like they're going to just directly have some sort of conflict with Superman at some point. I'll have to read up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Superman Legacy, we have casting news. David Cornsweet has been set to play Superman Kal-El slash Clark Kent. Rachel Brosnahan, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, is on board to play Lois Lane. Uh, James Gunn also confirmed via Twitter. He says, accurate, they're both not only incredible actors, but also wonderful people. So it looks like Nicholas Holt once again loses out on a superhero role. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, and Rachel was in Westworld as Dorothy, right? And maybe. Wait, maybe I'm wrong about. Who? Who? who sorry, who's 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 Rachel? Am I wrong about Brosnahan? That? I think I'm saying her name. Oh last night. no, um, uh, you're not talking about um, Rachel Evan Wood. Oh, yes. that's who I'm thinking yes, of. Was, that's yeah. who I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, 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 different character. Yeah, different yeah, person. yeah. I I got him confused. I was just curious. Rachel Evan Wood's cool. That's yeah, it. I like her. She's a bit yeah. strange. Well, she, she, she wasn't she um 
like married to Marilyn Manson or someone or something. Yeah, she was in a relationship and it's a long history of abuse and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange, strange stuff going on there. I didn't, I didn't put her for that. Do you know what I mean? That was a real surprise. You sort of read that and you go, oh, that was odd. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad three news. Um, James Gunn confirmed it's not happening. Uh, he was recently on Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex in Smallville, but also he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he basically, as far as a third Suicide Squad installment is concerned, Gunn gave a firm no. So, wow, it's, that's very firm as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah, they're enjoyable I, films, you know. I, I, th- I think it's because one Waller is going to probably pick up like on a lot of that Suicide Squad stuff, right. if, if we're being honest. Um, when Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker is kind of like the spinoff of that. So you it's know, just more, well. more of the same then, basically, is what you're saying. They don't yeah. need more of that, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, hey, as long as we get more vigilancy, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars move uh, news. <laughs> Uh, James Mangold on his Axe Boba Fett movie. Um, at the point I was doing it, it was probably scaring the shit out of everyone. Sorry for my language. Um, I was making much more of a borderline R-rated single-planet spaghetti western. They probably would have never been able to embrace Baby Yoda if I had made that. It, it didn't really <laughs> belong in the world I was kind of envisioning. So it sounds like it would have been a pretty fun movie. <laughs> that sounds would have been yeah. really good. Yeah. I think they need to... Um... Yeah, that that sounds like a movie they should have made. Shame. Um, moving on to the boys' news. Um, showrunner Eric Kripke says season four will not release until the writer's strike has been resolved. Hmm. Um, oh, from the comments here about the Boba Fett film, sounds good great to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> make, make that movie. Yeah, just make it. You know, it doesn't have to be part of the universe. Just make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he says that uh, the boys will not release uh, next season until the writer's strike is resolved, which sounds to me either it's out of principle or two, they have rights they need it done and they can't do it until the strike is over. Hmm. Right. So that's that's when he, when is that going to be over? Is there any inclination as to when that's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Fair, <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we do have some news on Hollywood Walk of Fame stars. Kevin Feige, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Michelle Yeoh, and also Chadwick Boseman will all get Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame stars. Um, from the chat here, uh, it's annoying at this point. <laughs> I'm over it. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as the strike, yes, but, you know, they got to come to some kind of terms and do what they feel best for both sides to get things going. Um, I have no other comment other than that. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to comment, isn't it? It's hard to know yeah. what exactly what are they striking about exactly? What do they want? What are the demands? What what are the studios doing? What are they not doing? What are the guilds doing? What are they not doing? There's so many unanswered questions from from our p- perspective. It's hard to to know what to say, isn't it? Really. And that's all the news we have this week. <laughs> Hey, okay. Any final thoughts then before we go? Anything on Secret Invasion? Anything on any of the news or any other bits and pieces we want to talk about before we cut this one off? Uh, I don't think so. Don't okay. Think. Me neither. Um, I mean, I, I'm, do you know what I'm going to do? I bought Judgment Day. 
I bought Judgment Day the other week. I'm going to get into it because I really need to talk about something I'm new that I'm reading. And, uh, and that's Super Invasion run as well. Yes, it's five issues. Go read it. And it looks okay. like they're setting up a part two. So oh, Okay, <laughs> cool. I will definitely do that then. Um, in that case, Jaren, where can they catch us? Uh, live stream, uh, Twitter, but we can't see the chat. So make your way over to Twitch, YouTube, uh, Trovo, uh, Kick, the Facebook page, or the Facebook group if you want to join us live and be involved in the chat. Um, and then we post stuff on, well, I need to start posting on TikTok again for uh, the group stuff and also uh, some stuff on Instagram as well. Everything is under Comics Evolved, um, where you can find us, except for Instagram, it's Comic Evolved. Excellent. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Some really good comments tonight, some good interaction. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, Take maybe care. maybe I'll see the flash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, have a good week. Bye. <laughs>